Welcome to another episode of the Dr. J Show, where we discuss business, nonprofit, and social issues. The Dr. J Show is produced by Bollinger Solutions, a business and nonprofit consulting firm in Creston, Iowa. You can learn more about us at BollingerSolutions.com. And today, I'm really excited to chat with another one of our clients. Uh, I'm joined by Brian Zachary, president of the board of directors for Creston Arts, an arts and culture organization in Creston that we've been really excited to work with the last couple of years that is just doing some really cool stuff. So, Brian, how are you? Thanks for, for doing this. Excellent. I'm great. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, no, this is awesome. So, there's a lot of facets to Creston Arts, but give us a real brief overview of the history of the organization, because I think that's a really important base to then talk about the things that have happened, especially over the last two or three years. Yeah, it was started in 1977 by a group of people that really wanted to have uh, arts and art festivals and art um, presentations come to Creston. And so that functioned for a long time, um, at least 10 years, and, and then started to go into decline as, as they had less and less members. And so it kind of went dormant um, until 2011, when um, I had a, an office in the depot and the largest room was being used for storage. And so I asked the mayor at the time, Warren Woods, if we couldn't have an art gallery in there. And uh, he told me that he'd rather uh, give the room to an art council than an individual person. And so I looked up the old art council and filed all the back tax uh, returns that were needed and um, got it reborn. And so we then we had a, a 501c3 and we were ready to roll. And we really looked at their mission statement. It was time to really look at the articles of incorporation and make sure that they matched our values, which they really did. And um, we struggled for a long time to craft uh, a mission statement but you really can't change that. I mean, that's really what a nonprofit is based on and what it's given its, its um, permissions on, that it's gonna stay with its mission statement. And, and the mission statement was to be a vehicle for all phases of the arts in Creston. And when it came down to it, we had, we had talked for months and we finally said, we can't say it any better than they did originally in 1977. And so we, because that's what we really wanted to be, a vehicle for any phase of the arts in Creston. You got a, an idea, we want to help you make it a reality, uh, if, especially if it's, if it's involving art. So um, 
so we let that we let that stay and we um have an art gallery oh then we had an art gallery and so we we have 11 shows a year and we we paint on in january we um have this year we're going to paint with magnetic paint and so that we can put up light things with magnets instead of pins um, we're really excited about that. We have a track system up near the ceiling that we can suspend cables from and hang heavy things. And um, that was uh, that was our first real action as an art council was to get a grant to have a track system installed in the gallery. Um, and then it spread to having an art camp in the first three weeks of June at the high school, in the high school art room, and a chalk mural festival on the 3rd of July, uh, where we beautify the town for all the visitors on the 4th of July, which is probably our biggest holiday of the year. Um, sure, and, sure. Uh, and we sponsored a lot of public art all around murals and uh, just trying to support anybody else that, uh, that has a, an art dream. Um, well, and this is interesting because, you know, I've, you're not the first person I've interviewed from Creston. And we haven't, but I haven't really had a good opportunity to talk about where Creston even is, you know, because I, I hate to say it, we're a, we're a little Iowa town that I don't know if a lot of people really know who we are. And, and the fun part about doing that on this show is you're not originally from Creston and and you've been one of the best things that's probably happened to Creston in in a long time you know once you kind of once you kind of came on the scene you know with your background in historic preservation and in art you made a lot of stuff happen and then really helped revise revive this thing that I don't know if somebody else would have found um and and so and, and like you said fourth of July is kind of our big thing but I think Creston, you know, being positioned about 80 miles southwest of Des Moines is a town that I think people maybe come through or have a connection to that they don't necessarily know about. You know, uh, we had the gummy bear factory for a long time. If you're Bunomatic coffee maker users, uh, you know, uh, your coffee maker used to come to Creston for repair. So we're a town that, that I think has done a lot of things for people that, that they may not know about. Uh, which which is which is really kind of a cool thing and a, and a good time to kind of mention that here so so then the gallery the gallery is great uh what i love about the gallery especially now is that our our depot our, our historic depot is now the amtrak station and so when people come on amtrak uh as they wait for the train uh if they do it at the right time uh they can they can go through the gallery which is great so uh, so that's great. You mentioned Chalk the Town, uh, but then a couple years ago, we started painting on buildings uh, with muralists from all over the country. So let's chat about that a little bit. Yeah, that was really uh, Bailey and Blake Fry Schnormeyer. Uh, she is the teacher, the art teacher at the high school, and he is the manager at Create Creston, uh, the art supply store here in town. And they 
have a passion for murals. So there's about, a, when we started, there was about 15 murals already around town. And they had, you know, done one or two a year just as a classroom project. And it was really a nice thing. Well, 2020 hit and we were all supposed to stay inside and social distance and stuff. And so we found this program that we could do outside six feet apart or staying in, in our pods that we were basically exposed to uh, each other. And so last summer we were able to get our crew together and really mix with the people in the juvenile justice system. Uh, the juvenile justice court liaison uh, would, would bring her kids out and we would not only paint walls, but clean up the space. We'd scrape the wall. We would uh, have it power washed by a local power washing company and then, and then prime it and then paint it. I mean, we, were, we would pull weeds and clean up gla broken glass and, you know, other crummy stuff that's trash that's in the head, wherever we were. And so um, uh, they got to have positive experiences with adults and kids their own age and do work that they were proud of. Um, and we were all proud of. Uh, and so that last summer, we were able to do 20, 22 murals. And Bailey has kept track of the numbers of volunteer hours because it was it was tremendous amount of volunteer hours and there were kids who finished their their time on um, community service and kept coming back and, and continuing to paint and so there's a lot of good stuff going on not only uh, you know spending that kind of money locally on paint but then uh, really putting it on on walls, the back alley walls that get neglected. And so that's that really is uh, how you keep a building upright. You keep it sealed, you know, you keep it well painted and looking nice. And, and um, so it's good for the building. It's good for the walkability in the alleyways. And that's where we had concentrated most of our um, most of our murals because of an Iowa Economic Development Authority report, uptown, downtown report, that really said we should make our alleys walkable to connect more parking with retail, that there are a thousand parking spaces uptown. And we just really need to connect them, especially if we're gonna start having apartments upstairs in a lot of these buildings uh, and corresponding cars taking up parking spaces. So the murals are really just the first part. We've got to put plants and benches and sculpture and other kind of stuff in there, in the alleys to really make that a, a, a place of discovery, uh, a place that there's always something new to see and uh, you know, a place of opportunity for artists and things like that. And, you know, I, I'm from Creston and I never, I never had walked through an uptown alley ever in my lifetime. 
because they were dirty and i mean it was it was an alleyway and right. then they redid they redid that alleyway between maple and elm street by your by by create and I'll tell you what, I'll walk that thing before I walk a street because it's just amazing. And, it, and it's a whole new experience. And I think for small towns, people, they, they discount their alleyways. And, and I've walked other alleyways, even just around town because of it. And, and it's, just, it's just been a great thing for, for Creston. And, and so when people come to town, we really want them to, to walk our alleyways yeah. and, and see these things. So, so we did that. Uh, we've got some great stuff on the Creston Arts website, crestonarts.com about the murals. There's a mural map on there. And, and hopefully, you know, uh, I'd like to see more murals. Uh, and I know they're doing some work. Uh, they're doing some work at uh, McKinley Park, right? That I believe has finished. That and uh, it was an, an amazing opportunity to have uh, uh, an international artist uh, who's very sought after to come to town and do a very painterly set of murals. All four sides of that ball court are done and they're incredible. They're really moving and um, powerful work uh, that, that really goes beyond the stuff that we're putting up in the alleys. Uh, she, she is a true artist. Uh, not not to knock down anybody else, but she is a, an amazing artist. Yeah, absolutely. And, we, and we've had some we've had some great people, uh, and, and I can maybe post it to you know one of my favorite murals is uh, is the one that Haley. Uh, I'll call her Haley Walters, but I think Haley V is probably her. I think that's maybe her professional name. Uh, the one of her, you know, kind of by your store, uh, you know, is one of my yeah. favorite. And we, we've had some great ones. You know, she's done some great stuff artistically, uh, you know, in music and, and dance and that. So, uh, but, but really has changed kind of the feel for Uptown for me and just the community, we've got great feedback. So then, so we, so we talked about Art Camp, we talked about the gallery, we talked about murals, but in 2019, Creston Arts kind of started to change a little bit. So talk to us about what, what happened in 2019 that uh, that we've been working on for a couple of years. Let's talk about that. Right, so the background is that we had a different building that we were working on very slowly. We had put a new roof on, we had put a new sewer main, we'd gotten rid of the lead pipes and we'd fixed the sidewalk in front. We, we'd done all this work and then, uh, ISSB offers us the Huff Bakery. And, you know, it had always been a kind of an enigma and a, and, and a secret dream sitting there. I think it was a secret dream of Carl Nock, but it was a secret dream of mine. Um, and, and people were like, nah, you can't, it doesn't, it doesn't even have any pipes or anything. It doesn't have any electricity, which, you know, our other building while it has pipes and it has electricity, it's got it's got crooked walls and issues. And this building is different. It's different structure. This, yes, it is. This building is straight and true. It was just a shell, but it is it is a really great piece of architecture. 
and it's right in the middle of Main Street, Creston. It yeah. really is is a part of the parade route and uh, part of the approach to uh, to the uptown. And we really wanted to be leaders of community development in the uptown. That's why we had started uh, kind of rehabilitating another building. Uh, so this is this is our second building. But you know our, our other building was given to us for a dollar. This one was given to us with $50,000. And it was amazing how fast that first 50,000 was spent. But really, you know, in terms of, of this show about being about nonprofits and stuff, it took us from a $10,000 organization who could file a postcard with the IRS, you know, once a year to uh, uh, now you're filing a 1090, you know, and, uh, a 990. Uh, yeah. Yes, an, an organization without uh, or above fifty thousand dollars worth of assets, and so that's that's a lot. And and with so restricted gifts, there were there were a lot of restricted gifts as we worked on that fundraising. Um, this yes. building, this building, and you mentioned it as Huff Bakery, and so anybody listening to this that's from Creston, you know, is going to remember. You know, if you if you were a kid in the or an adult in the 80s or before, you know, you're, you're going to remember Huff Bakery. Um, but, and, and that really, that's, that's really, I think, was kind of the cornerstone to the success of this fundraising because we really spoke to those memories and those stories and the stories of White Way Dairy. Um, you know, those were, and, and honestly, renovating this building was kind of a dream of mine too, but I never, I never thought that I'd have an opportunity to even get inside the thing. Because uh, it was, it was in, it was in rough shape. Yeah, I know? think we've reached, we've reached a new level of people wanting to save these buildings. And so when they buy them, they fix them up. Some people buy them and continue to run them into the ground with deferred maintenance or inappropriate uh, repairs or, or all kinds of things. Right. Um, but, but there is a trend of people fixing up buildings correctly and nicely. And, uh, you know, we really wanted to be definitely a part of that. So where is the, I mean, with the arts that we're, we're, we're getting close to the end of construction. We're putting up, you know, uh, that's that's one of the things Bollinger Solutions has helped with is the fundraising, the volunteer management. We've we've done a little bit of work on this project, um, but but once it's done, what what's the what's the dream? What's the vision for for what the building is going to be used for and what it's going to look like? Big big dreams. What is it going to look like? It it we we have some signage that we've you know got ideas for the front of the building, but uh, you know it's got all new windows and and um, it, it's just it's flooded with light, um, and so we want it to be a community center, uh, really a place where uh, socioeconomics and um, whatever divides there are in Creston are, are, are broken down and everybody feels welcome coming to that we'll have programming. And so 
we really, really have huge dreams about uh, reaching everybody at every phase of their life. And so we have ideas for little motion classes for little, little tiny people for infants and uh, after school programs for um, primary and middle school kids and where they can come in and, and have a healthy snack and get help with their homework and have a project to do if they don't have anything to do in that crucial time between when school gets out and parents get done with work. And uh, I, I really feel like in that middle of the day when everybody's at school, we can be serving adult day have people. We will have the perfect facilities to do that. And there are several agencies around that do that. And, and so I think that we will really, that, that's a big goal of mine. I think that will be uh, a great service to the community. And, and, and so, here's the really cool part about that. I'll, I'll interrupt you real quick. Here's the really cool part about that. This is a building that as we've dug into it, we figured out was built somewhere between 1880 and about 1910. Way before the Americans with Disabilities Act was even an idea. And so when I first got in there, my first thought was, holy mackerel, I can't make this accessible because I, I really did have that thought at one point, like, wait a second, I can't, I can't make this to where somebody with a disability, you know, in a wheelchair, in a scooter, with a walker, I wasn't sure that, I, that we could do that. And we did it. I mean, we've had, I haven't had anybody, I've had one or two people up the lift uh, that we put in, but even before the lift, I had somebody go through the downstairs in a wheelchair to see if we had to change anything and I'll be darned if we, we didn't have to change anything. Everything just fit right where it needed to. Uh, and I, and I think we just got lucky. Uh, and so we do, we have a fully accessible facility. That was one of our primary goals. And that's what I was talking about in terms of uh, bridging divides that exists in the community. We want to really, accessibility is really crucial to us. Uh, it's, it's an absolute, and so we were trying to maintain the historic integrity of the building. We really haven't changed where any of the original historic walls were. We just added some walls. And uh, it, we, we were very pleasantly surprised that we could be as accessible as we can. And the, uh, the lift is no slouchy lift. This is like the Cadillac of lifts. Yeah. And it's in in churches and homes across the country. And yep. it's got a great record. And the people who installed it were fantastic and really helped us become knowledgeable about it. Um, yep. So it, yeah. we had a lot of great partners on this thing, you know, and, and, and that, was, that was part of the thing too. I remember when, when we first moved back to Creston, I had stopped in the store. And then that's when you had asked me about helping with this thing and at some point maybe it wasn't you but somebody else on the board basically said hey can can you do this and i i didn't even hesitate i knew i knew this was something bollinger solutions could do i knew it was something i could do 
because the community and and everything has just fallen into place. This has been a really phenomenal project. And I've been really excited that we can get more kids in the building, even as we're finishing the construction, you know, whether they're youth members of the art council board or, you know, we've had a couple surprises. You know, I had a donor one time that just needed to drop off a check and she brought her kids along and they didn't know anything. They didn't know anything about the history. They didn't know anything about Creston Arts. And turns out they were artists, they were dancers, you know, so we ended up doing a video and put it on YouTube just because we, we kind of had the, the opportunity. Um, and I think that's been the theme of this whole thing is finding opportunity and, and seizing it and, and, and running with it. So uh, good things. How can people learn more about Creston Arts and the renovation process and the Art Center moving forward? I think mostly crestonarts.com is a great way to do it. We do a lot of stuff through Creston Arts Facebook page, um, but we are starting to develop our Instagram and um, that might be it for social media. Yeah. We also have a new uh, email, general email address, which is info at crestonarts.com. Right, awesome. We also have a YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, that we update periodically. And it has, the YouTube channel has videos, not clear back to the beginning, but but pretty close. Uh, some of those early videos, I think all, I think we maybe barely had studded walls in some of those videos. Uh, and I, and I wanted, uh, we're recording this the 12th of October. Uh, I talked to John Kawar, general contractor. I talked to John yesterday and I want to do another walkthrough, but I know John is finishing the drop ceiling as of yesterday, finishing the drop ceiling in the upstairs in, in what's gonna be our office and storage area. Uh, and so he's asked me to maybe wait a week or so. So I'd, I'd give it, uh, Hopefully by the end of October we'll have another we'll have another video up. And nice. I know he's waiting for that door, a custom door for that backspace too. Right, right. And and that's been the other. So 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 interesting interesting note, uh, Brian. So so two things happened that were that were interesting during all this. We kicked off fundraising for this project in roughly November of nineteen. Uh, you know, that's when we kind of started getting the idea. I think we kicked capital campaign off in February of 20. And then, well, by March or April, everything went crazy. And so I'm really proud of my team. I mean, we, 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 had, to, we had to do some work, but, but I'm even prouder of the Crescent Arts Board and all the volunteers because without that, uh, that that was a big part of our success was having having you guys you know you guys chipped in and did things and uh, to do a project like we've done in a pandemic uh, the fundraising was one thing but also having to deal with material shortages and other things uh, we I, I feel like the impossible has probably happened here 
It's pretty uh, unbelievable. And and I, I really give all the credit to Bollinger Solutions. But uh, you know, we, we did <laughs> do a lot. <clears throat> we did do a lot of yeah. uh, choosing materials and you know it was it's it's a never ending process when you're in a construction uh, project. Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, we're all too excited. We all want are ready to move in now. And, and we're like jumping at the bit to get in there. Um, uh, you, we're terribly excited. We're, we're an organization that's known for doing something with nothing. And now that we have this incredible building which is one of the most technologically advanced buildings in Creston. Yep. Uh, it's, it makes me very proud. And I, and I, I think we're going to do great things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So once again, CrestonArts.com, that's, that's the big one, the Facebook page. And, you know, if, if you're coming through, if you're driving along highway 34 and come through Creston, uh, you know, stop and take a look. We, uh, you know, once the building's open, uh, you know, that'll be one thing. And prior to that, I, I can even kind of put some things in the show notes. I'm always happy to run up and show somebody around and talk to people. I had somebody last week I ran into, they said, I'd really like to see the art center. And I said, I said, give me a call. And they said, well, I don't want to bother you. And I said, you're not bothering me. I said, you're doing me a favor because it gives me an excuse to go up there and show somebody around, uh, which we like doing. Uh, we had a bunch of people through yesterday, uh, which was great. So very cool. Well, well thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. And uh, thank everybody for listening. And we will, uh, we will see you next time. Good Dr. J Show, knowledge is how you grow. Good Dr. J Show, knowledge is how you grow.